You are listening to the Work-Life Eubiosis Podcast with your host, Charleston Edwards. If this is your first time here, welcome. My goal is simple, to bring harmony and balance to this world, starting with the family. There is so much more to life than the nine to five. And this show is designed to bring you inspiration, motivation, and practical solutions to bring balance and joy back to your life. Work-life balance is not a myth. It's a choice. Themes on this show range widely between faith, family rhythms, work, and lifestyle philosophies. You will also hear burning ladder essays submitted by our community of friends and listeners who ditched the rat race, beat burnout, pursue a more balanced and purposeful life. My hope is that this show and the stories shared will provide encouragement, motivation, and will provide some ideas that will be valuable to you on your journey to work-life freedom. So let's dive into today's episode. What makes your heart skip a beat? What are you passionate about? Or perhaps, who are you passionate about? At the strike of a new flame is a light called passion. Passion captivates us and floods our brains with dopamine and cortisol. With much anxiety and intensity of our new love, our hearts can race uncontrollably. Two young lovers have this type of passion. This new love sends us into doing some crazy things. We buy flowers, we hold the door open, we spend hours talking about everything. We are on our best behavior. Anything to keep that light burning bright, we will do it. Being in love with a person has the same physiological response as being in love with our work. The same reward centers in the brain light up when we find our purpose and we will go to great extents to live it out. But how many of us are passionate about our work? Can we truly say we're excited on a Monday morning to go conquer the day, the week, and the work at hand? Do we feel the alignment of the work of our hands to the work in our hearts? Do we understand that work is love and obligatory service to others? If you missed any of the series on purpose, the igniter of our passion, I would recommend revisiting the series to understand the significance of aligning our lives around purpose. Purpose is work, and work is love. And when we realize these two truths, we will find passion. Passion comes and passion goes. We are human drifters. Honeymoons don't last forever. The novelty and excitement of everything disappears like the morning fog. When the passion evaporates, this typically reveals where our heart is at. 
This doesn't mean that we fall out of love when the passion is gone, but it should be a reminder to us to examine where our pure motives are at. We should always ask the difficult question, am I still willing to make this work? For those of us that have experienced burnout or possibly living in a state of burnout right now, there are two explanations to this. Number one, burnout can happen with too much passion. Number two, burnout can happen when passion is not involved. Losing passion is to be expected. Therefore, it's an important emotion to be aware of. It feels great when it's at its peak, but it makes us feel dead when it's not there. It burns hot, but it can also burn us out. This paradox is a challenge, and we must find the balance of keeping the light going. We must ask the question, is my heart still in this? So let's apply passion to our lives. When the honeymoon period is over, that's when the real work starts. But there's a paradox in the old cliche that says, if we are passionate about our work, it doesn't ever feel like real work. But this can be misleading and lead many people to abort their purposes. Where I'm going with this is that when the ooey-gooey emotions fade away, do we have the effort level to fight through the difficult seasons? What will we do to keep the fire going? There are going to be tough days where rhythms give us the discipline to get through to the other side of our passions. But what's on the other side of our passions? What do we have to do to get there? The answer is different for all of us, but we all have the same road to take. I recently heard a motivational quote from Stephen Furtick that resonated deeply. He said, The one day win starts with the one day win. Let me repeat that. The one day win, W-H-E-N, starts with the one day win, W-I-N. Most one day wins and wins start on January 1st. Our hearts are in it and our passion is a roaring fire for what we are looking to accomplish. The new year becomes a symbol for how passionate humanity can be. Look around at all the gymnasiums on January 1st. Google dry January and see how often this was written about. In February, ironically a time of the year when we celebrate passion, we are fighting to keep the fire alive in other aspects of our lives. For those of us who conquered the first month of our resolutions, we have had to endure the challenges of creating new habits and learning curves, fighting off old coping mechanisms to get to the sweet spot called rhythm. Rhythm is on full display when the passion is gone, but the heart is still in it. If it has a pulse, then it still has a purpose.
To get to a rhythm, it starts with a one-day win, not by saying one-day win. Rhythm starts with a habit of being stacked over and over and over. That stacking builds new neural pathways in the brain that makes what took considerable effort on the front end seem natural on the back end. Getting in rhythm takes discipline, intentionality, and habitual practice. Passion must be present to fuel us at the beginning of anything new, but there is a grit that must kick in when the passion is gone. This is where the importance of rhythm kicks in. Finding rhythm is just as hot as the roar of passion. Just ask any basketball player, a profession known for doing heat checks when they find their rhythm in a game. They reach a place where the game seems so natural for them that nothing can stop them from scoring. No distractions, no opponents, and no lack of energy. Rhythm is a strong, consistent, regular, repeated pattern of movement. It's routine in nature and is a reoccurring sequence of events, actions, and processes. Rhythm is also a guide. It is a way to plan for the day, a game, or our work. It's insanely intentional, but it also incorporates margin. Rhythm allows its users to remain fluid through the unexpected. Rhythm becomes just as natural as the process of a heartbeat. This gets me back to the, all the original questions. Are we passionate about our work? If so, are we prepared to fight through the hard stuff when the passion is not there? If we aren't passionate, have we taken the time to assess where we may have lost the fire, where we lost the heartbeat, or where we lost our rhythm? I'll answer these questions after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Own Your 5 to 9, an organization committed to freeing families of the rat race and burnout. Every organization has a leader, mission, and a set of values that drives the organization. But this is commonly missed in the most important organization in the world, the family. An organization has one mission for how it will impact the world. Why not the family? An organization goes into strategic planning to align its values, mission, and projects. Why not the family? Whose Home, a strategic planning guide for families is a workbook and a tool needed in all households. Whose Home takes a strategic planning approach with 10 guided exercises to define your core family values, family mission, and tools to operationalize how your family does life together. If your family is facing big decisions, Whose Home is for you. If you're considering a career pivot, Whose Home is for you. If you desire more intentionality and harmony in your home, Whose Home is for you. Create a healthy culture, not a hustle culture, at home. Visit ownyour5to9.com to claim your copy today. Once we have found a good rhythm in life, how do we maintain it? Next week, I will be going deeper into how we maintain rhythms and put logs on the fire when we are burning out. But today, I want to focus on the disruptors to rhythm. 
the flooding waters that burn out our passions. If you've lost your passion for work or some other area that used to blaze hot, use this list for your assessment. The seven primary disruptors of rhythm. Number one, am I chasing squirrels? This is when we bounce around and never get rooted. It's when we get fatigued by the novelty of the shiny bright objects or squirrels or try to do too many things at once. Number two, am I always gone? This is a term that summarizes distractions. Similar to chasing squirrels, even when we know the purpose at hand, it's hard to make progress if we haven't turned off the noise that breaks our attention. Number three, am I always on? This goes without saying, but we are not robots or machines. Even with the new technology like ChatGPT, we aren't meant to go 24-7. We need rest, and we need a lot of it. Number four, am I at the starting line? New habits are only the first step, and as I mentioned earlier, to get into rhythm, new habits must be practiced over and over and over. Discipline and working through the pain of growth are needed to sustain. Number five, am I constantly stagnant? Too much rest or space between steps can break momentum. We must identify where and why we are stuck and keep chipping away. Number six, am I always free? If my door is always open, then it's practically impossible to get anything done. Distractions come from a lack of boundaries. Lack of boundaries are also not knowing how to say no. A lack of purpose, possibly or not being in the right space that promotes focus. We must establish our rules of engagement to protect our rhythms. And lastly, number seven, am I wandering aimlessly? Do I have a plan? A goal without a plan is a plan to fail. A plan has a vision and knows what the outcome is at the end. And all the steps even the painful ones that have to be taken. Even with all these disruptors, rhythm is still forgiven and adjusts to life's challenges. Rhythm is a pace, not a timetable. It is an order that helps tasks and responsibilities move from one to the next. So if one of these seven disruptors are at play, it's not a reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater about proactively finding that right pace again, that right fire. So as you assess the passions and the heartbeats of your life, whether or not, if that's a person, your family, or your current career, don't fret if the honeymoon sparks aren't there. It doesn't mean the heart isn't there. Reigniting a passion is possible, and I will go more into this next week. But meanwhile, examine the potential disruptors and then tackle them. Make a plan, build boundaries, remain on purpose, avoid distractions, keep moving forward, and don't take your eye off the prize.
Thank you for listening to the Work Life Ubiosis podcast, part of the Work Life resources created by Own Your Five to Nine. I hope that you have found encouragement and a few ideas to strengthen your journey to purpose, freedom, and balance. Have you overcome burnout and found a new way of life? Millions around the globe are still at the risk of burnout and losing it all, and your story may be the one that sparks not only a dream, but action. Visit ownyour5to9.com for more information and to submit your story. While you're there, join the Work Life Ubiosis newsletter and receive additional resources weekly right to your inbox. If you enjoy this podcast, take time to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Shared with a friend or a loved one. Remember, the most important organization in the world is the family. Let's do our part to strengthen it. Thank you for listening.